0: Angela, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today. Are you? You're going to have to carry the podcast.
1: Oh.
0: You're going to have to drive it.
1: What's uh, going on?
0: Well, apparently there's something to do with the full moon.
1: Yes. Uh-huh. A Which?
0: Friend, of, friend of mine on uh, Twitter tweeted out that a lot of her male friends, only male friends, she hasn't heard from any of her female friends, are struggling emotionally. There's just stuff is coming up, and she's uh, speculating that it's the
1: full moon. Really, just male friends? Because yeah. all of my female friends are struggling. Really? <laughs> Including me. Oh, we're both,
0: it's the full moon. Let's just blame it on the full moon. Okay. Was it full moon last night or is it tonight?
1: It was Friday night.
0: Oh, it's Friday night.
1: Yeah, I gathered with some of my women friends. We howled at the moon.
0: What was going on? You guys were all feeling crazy?
1: There was, you know, there was a lot of, there have been a lot of breakups in relationships. Mm. And um, I think, I think there's a lot of fear. Yeah. That's, that's, that's in people's bodies. It's in my body. And I think I'm feeling it myself. I think I'm also picking up on other people's fear as well. And I just think that it's a, Weird time
0: what are people afraid of
1: you know I, I I think that this is just true in general. I think people are f- afraid of the unknown. I think that that we don't know what's going on and we want to know what's going on and there's no way of orienting to the truth what what's the what's the actual truth what's the truth of what your partner's saying, what's the truth of what the media saying, what's the truth, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that people are saying. And, and I think people are feeling very distrustful about people, about life in general. And so I'm doing, I mean, for myself, I can feel that. Like there's, so, I, I can't quite feel where the truth is. Um, And so I'm doing a lot of meditation. I'm doing a lot of self-care right now. I I feel this place. You know, I know that you're going to start this 40-day program, Fortify Your Soul. And I feel that. Like, I feel like I want to – I need to get strong so that I'm not blown about by every other thing that's coming my way. You know, everybody's opinion, everybody's fears. Um, I, I, yeah, so I I just feel this place where I have to get anchored in myself. I I don't, I don't know what the truth is, but I can orient to what the truth inside myself is. Right. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared too.
0: What are you scared of? Well, everything you just said, the unknown and just all the, I mean, I don't say misinformation, whatever. I just don't know. It's hard to know what's true. It's hard to know everybody's running an agenda and it's just hard to know what's going on and where it's going. And it feels like there's a lot of people wanting to control. I feel the shame around the Mm -hmm. vaccine debate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's getting more divisive and people are getting uh, stronger in their opinion about it on both sides. And, you know, similar to what was going on with Trump, it just feels like, the division is so deep and the anger and the frustration and the rage against the other side and the distrust of the other side it feels irreconcilable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It feels like, I know, I've said this before, I think we'll look back at this time and see it as some kind of civil war, obviously not being fought on the battlefield, but some kind of information war. And I think we're in the middle of it. It's really, really hard. And yeah, I'm. Um, I mean, I feel the part of me wants to rage and lash out and scream and yell, and but I'm really, I'm just yeah, I'm feeling uh, afraid and unsettled, which is yeah, why this fortify, <laughs> fortify your soul, people. I'm feeling it too. I feel if I'm not uh, disciplined with my self care, it's easy for me to get spun about and and feel ungrounded and uncertain and you know fall prey to uh, general undisciplined behavior and. I don't know what's happening and I don't really know what to say about it and I, I, there's things I want to say but at the end of the day I'm like is this helpful to saying this thing you know to state my opinion so to speak about what's going on is it helpful to the dialogue somehow I just think it's better to sit back and, and be with myself and get right with myself That the best thing that I can do to help is to be strong inside myself and get grounded and stay on and on purpose and just live my life in the best way that I can. That's like the only thing I have control over. So that's the only thing I really should be doing and focusing on. I also went out paddle boarding (laughs) on the, uh, uh, what's it? Lady bird Lake here in Austin. Mm -hmm. which is the big activity, paddleboarding and kayaking. It was great. It was, I was confused by paddleboarding. It's, (laughs) it was like you're standing up and there's no power when you like, it doesn't make any sense to me. How's that fun? looks tiring and moving slow and, but I got into it. It's sort of, you have to take a leisurely approach to it. You Mm You just have to be leisurely about it and just enjoy it. We went for four hours. Wow. Two, three and a half miles. We paddled from this one spot all the way to um, uh, this one area where everybody was kind of gathered, Barton Springs. And then we paddled back. And uh, Bruce Brown, David Daniels' brother, came Mm. in from Dallas for the weekend. So we had a great Mm. time. And, you know, having somebody come to visit is always an excuse to do activities like that. So... I got out there, but I, of course I got sunburned and uh, <laughs> I, I think I had like a mild heat stroke because <laughs> I just got <laughs> home and I was a wreck and he was too. So I think that's also part of it. I just got crushed by the sun. I mean, I put a little bit of sunscreen on, but it was four hours out there. It was pretty intense on the water. Wow. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. I got a real feel f- for Austin and other activity in Austin. So I'm getting the feel for this place. I'm Really liking the city. I'm really enjoying it. The people are great. Everybody's friendly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody's open, and everybody's beautiful and sexy mm-hmm. and alive. And it's it's there's a really good vibe here, mm-hmm. and it's nice to be a part of it. I went to that workout, that Thursday morning workout, men's workout at the Onnit gym again. That was really intense. It's a hard, hard workout, but mm-hmm. it was it was just great. Everybody's having a good time, high and screaming, and yelling. Rah! doing man stuff and
1: I mean it's so interesting because you know I'm listening to you and you're you have friends over you are working out with these guys you're building community you love Austin and and there's this underlying fear yeah that's happening I don't think we can I, I think we have to kind of go into it a little really bit. don't you think
0: I'm scared too I'm scared too because I feel that I'm have to reveal what I think about things and I'm, I don't know that I want to do that I mean people are listening my clients are now commenting on the podcast and I heard you say this what do you mean by that I'm like uh, I didn't mean anything I'm just talking out my ass half the time <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing you know we've been talking about that so that's coming up but people are listening to the podcast I'm getting mm-hmm. good. Feedback and and people are finding me through the podcast.
1: Well, and I think that one of the things that people are saying about the podcast is that we are going into our stuff, you know, right. in the same way that you know that they're they're relating to it. You know, like oh, it's good to see that you guys there's a way in which you guys process through this stuff in the same way that that, that we do, and it's just good to see that process. So,
0: I prefer when it's your stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's better when it's your stuff.
1: I know you do. <laughs> it seems that the the ones that that we do you like, don't get published.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. Okay. Okay. Well, hey. It's- All right. Well, we can get into me. Let's. Okay. Go ahead. Let's do a session for me. Help me out, Angela. Show the show the people out there how skilled a, facil- a facilitator you are. <laughs> Heal me. Heal me. Tell me what's wrong with me. No pressure. Make me me feel better, Angela. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel fine. Well, too much time on Twitter. It's the vaccine Mm. stuff. It's freaking me out. Yeah. I don't want to get the
1: vaccine. Yeah.
0: I just don't want to get the vaccine. That's enough. People, why? I don't want to that's it. I don't want to get the vaccine. I I live my life by my intuition, by my gut, by my feelings. I always have for better or for worse. And I've thought about it. I've meditated on it. There's just a no. There's just a no to the vaccine for me. I don't judge anyone getting the vaccine. I think the vaccine is more than likely safe, but we don't know enough about it I, that's my general feeling we're learning more about it every day there's new information that comes out every day and it's hard to keep up with it and it's also hard to know what's true either way i don't trust anyone i don't trust the the pro-vaxxers or the anti-vaxxers everybody's running an agenda
1: i mean i, I feel this impulse that wants to say we, you must be an anti-vaxxer then
0: no i'm i'm a pro-vaxxer i'm 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 of course i'm i'm very understanding of how vaccines are incredible and they've saved lives and they're a medical miracle, certainly. But, I, you know, I've gone down the rabbit hole and uh, I don't entirely trust the pharmaceutical industry. And I, there's a lot of um, incentive structures that are there. Then, if you understand, you know, human... Beings and how they operate by incentives and the amount of money that's at stake and and then once you commit to something and you believe in that how you can be you're subject to confirmation bias and and I understand history and I read history and I know the history of the medical industry and I know that the third leading cause of death in America is medical error and I know is that that true uh, yes it is true I mean there's some debate about it but There's no question that uh, there's a lot of deaths that are caused by medical error. And I've read Thinking Fast and Slow, which everybody should read. And one of the things that that book says is that it's impossible for any human being to remove their bias in any situation. And so the scientific process is a wonderful thing, but the scientific process is run by fallible human beings and human beings aren't able to overcome their bias in the setting up of the experiment and the interpretation of the results.
1: Say more when you, is there, is there an example that you can give?
0: One of the things I could say, for instance, like I read a book about the discovery of the, that the brain was plastic. So for a lot of years, forever, they thought that uh, once you hit, 18, 21, 25, that was it. Your brain was your brain and it didn't change. That was later discovered to be not true. Now that's widely accepted. We know that. You can create new neural pathways. And when that information started to come about, um, the man who was uh, doing the research, and it was very, very compelling research, Was marginalized, was shamed, was derided. His research was, uh, he was told that, you know, he was a a quack and he was annihilated by the scientific community. I mean, that's a fact. And that happens over and over again. I mean, uh, you know, Galileo went to jail. The earth is not the center of the universe. Jail for you. And people, well, that was a long time ago. No, this is what human beings do. And so that's 100% going on now. It, in some capacity, there's blind spots all the way. I mean, the, the swine flu, the, that whole vaccine in the 70s or 80s, whenever that was, that, that rollout was, they completely lied about that. And a lot of people were harmed. Again, I'm not saying that's what's going on here. I don't know. That's the point. I don't know. And I don't trust the information. Uh, I'm not saying people have bad intentions necessarily necessarily. I think people have good intentions, but I also think people are not in touch with the the darker aspects of their motivations. That all of us are motivated by you know, greed and status to different degrees, and we get attached to an idea. And once we become attached to it, it's very hard to distance ourselves from it. I mean, if all of a sudden, I mean, there's, there's these three three mathematicians came out and they did the math on the theory of evolution, and like it doesn't add up. Like if you do the math. And I, yeah, again, I, don't ex- I, I can't explain exactly what this means, but I watched the whole interview with these guys. And they were saying, when you do the math, it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And they were just completely annihilated for this. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't have that kind of mind. But they were very compelling to me, and they didn't seem to have any bad intentions. They were just like, we did the research. This is what we came up with. Now, if you're a person who based, a scientist that based your whole, life and your all your research is on the theory of evolution and then three guys come along and say you know what that's that's all bullshit that's that's not true of course you're going to resist it what are you just going to give oh my life's work everything (laughs) everything that i thought i knew was wrong i'm just going to instantly give that up my whole career everything i've been teaching my livelihood i'm just going to give that over human beings don't do that so if we do find out information about this vaccine that it's not as effective or maybe it does cause harm. I'm very skeptical that uh, the powers that be are going to suddenly turn on a dime and say, oh, you know what? We were wrong. This vaccine is a problem and we need to pull it off the market and and do whatever they have to do to make it right. I'm I'm skeptical of that because that's not what's happened in history. When we make mistakes, we just kind of move on. People just move on. And I also know, based on history, recent history, weapons of mass destruction, and just the general idea of the fog of war, the concept of the fog of war, and we're in a some kind of war, we're in some kind of highly charged emotional event, a crisis, that human beings don't have an, a, the ability to see things as they are. We just simply do not. And so what I'm certain of, based on history and my own understanding of human psychology is that it's 100% that we are not seeing what's going on clearly. And we're drawing all kinds of false conclusions and that time will show that eventually. And so to be skeptical of the messaging in real time, I think is actually the rational, I would argue (laughs) the scientific position. And so from that place, I'm just like, I'm just like, no, I don't want it. I'll take my chances.
1: so i just want to ask do you believe that the vaccine is actually preventing people from getting covid
0: it doesn't seem that way but again i don't know There's there's data coming out i don't think we know enough yet it seems to be preventing people from going to the hospital or having you know a serious bout of covid that seems to be the case and i'm I believe that. But people are getting COVID with the vaccine. That's definitely happening. Are they getting it less than people who are unvaccinated? Probably. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But I've, you know, I just talked to somebody that had an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Not a good, a very bad adverse reaction to the vaccine. So... I'm hearing those stories, and I'm, I'm, the media is not going to highlight those stories. Of course, they have an agenda. I mean, the media is run by Big Pharma. Sixty percent of the advertising on cable news is Big Pharma. Big Pharma spends like $10 billion, $15 billion a year in advertising. You're going to go against your advertisers? You're going to go on TV, Don Lemon, the people who are you know, paying your salary? And start talking shit about vaccines or about the medical industry, or about the pharmaceutical in, uh, industry, probably not. You're not incentivized to. So I don't know what's going on. I mean, I just heard this Delta variant theory and I've heard this before. There's a whole paper that came out in 2015 is that um, vaccines can actually make viruses worse because you get mutations. So the vaccine comes up against the virus and mutates because of it. I've heard a lot of, i watched a bunch of videos. These are not quacks. These are nobel prize-winning prize winning scientists saying you, you can't vaccinate a population in the middle of a pandemic. You're going to create more variants. That's something I heard. Now people are starting to talk about that. I don't know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But all I know is like, I can't know, and I don't trust any of the information. And when somebody's trying to shame me, or make me bad, or make me wrong, for not getting the vaccine, telling me that, oh, you're going to kill people, or, you know, the, the, the COVID would go away if it wasn't for people like you, and you are subject to misinformation, you're a conspiracy theorist, theorist you're an anti-vaxxer, I, you know, of course I'm going to get defended against that. And it's scary. Are people actually
1: saying that to you?
0: Not to me personally, because I'm not really talking about it. I'm not going on social media and talking about this. I'm just doing it here in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm seeing and following the conversation and there are a lot of prominent people talking about m- mandating the vaccine or at the very least, excluding the unvaccinated from travel Mhm you know, going out in public that you're going to have to get this vaccine passport. Now I don't know how they're going to do that, the vaccine passport, because there's no database in the United States at least where it shows who has the vaccine and who doesn't. So how's anybody going to prove who had the vaccine? And people are just walking around with their cards. Well, you can can go get one of those cards. You can forge one of those easily. And there's people that are doing it. So it's impossible to prove who got the vaccine and who didn't. So I I don't know how the whole vaccine passport thing is going to work. And the other question is there, again, I don't know if this is true, I'm reading this, but that people who've had COVID, they, their antibodies are good and stronger than the vaccine and lasting longer than the vaccine. So shouldn't there be an exemption for people who've had COVID and recovered? Why do they need to get the vaccine? Should they be shamed? Like that's where it gets a little suspicious. And it feels like we're not allowed to have an honest conversation. You're just not allowed to say anything. You're not allowed to question it. And that's where I get and and that's where I get scared. The censorship. And it happened during Trump. I mean, I was gaslit for four or five years around Trump. And I, you know, there's people out there who think Trump said, literally said the words drink bleach. He never said drink bleach. He never said anything like that. And yet the media and a lot of people, that's what they said he said, and they believe it. And there's other examples, but that to me is the most preposterous one if you actually look at it. But there are people that will look at the same clip that I look at and say, yeah, he just said drink bleach. I'm like, where does he say drink? Where does he say bleach? Like, that's obviously to what he meant. And you're like, okay. <laughs> you know, I don't know. How, it's not what I heard. And they think I'm crazy and, they're, and I think they're crazy. And what do we do about that? Like, what do you do when you're that far out of connection? When your realities aren't merging at all and you feel that each side is a threat to the other side? It just, it's terrifying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's terrifying. So, I'm, yeah, I'm scared.
1: What are you actually scared of? Like what, what do you, what's, what's the fear say is going to happen, might happen?
0: Well, the emotional fear, like the reality, I mean, we can talk about the reality of what may happen. I'm not really worried about the real world, what could happen, but I'm sure I'm getting Triggered in some way, there's some part of my history that's being activated. I mean, I know it is. That I'm going to be excluded and um, alienated, but more than that, I'm going to be like held down, like trapped, put away, like my freedoms will be taken away. I'm going to be putting the leg, so to speak. Like, I mean, I don't mean literally, but like the emotional feeling mm-hmm. is somebody on top of me holding me down.
2: Mm.
0: That's how it feels. Like somebody's going to be on top of me. A group of people are going to be on top of me, holding me down, telling me that I'm bad, telling me that I'm wrong, telling me that I'm evil, and I don't know exactly where that comes from, why I have that fear. I mean, I, I can feel that I had that feeling as a child. It's like tapping into some some deep fear because I can also, I could call the man, the adult male up right now and, and feel my freedom and feel like that's not going to happen to me and I'm not going to let that happen to me. And and I'm going to fight for my freedom in any way that I have to. And, and I'm strong enough to do that. And I know how to assert myself and my power and my will in a, in a way that's uh, self-affirming. So, but there's some part of me that just feels, re- I get really, really scared when uh, people start talking about like wanting to control me, telling me that I'm bad, shaming, the shaming, something about the shaming. That's, I I have a very strong reaction to. Mm. It's deep. I remember um, I was walking along Runyon Canyon and I was up in this kind of top part of the mountain, which was a little isolated. It was early in the morning and these two gay men were walking at me and they're both like muscly and they looked totally friendly. There was nothing ominous about them. They're just out walking their dogs and had smiles on their faces. But I noticed that I felt afraid.
2: Hmm.
0: And I started to think about it. Why am I feeling afraid? Am I homophobic? What is this? I'm not homophobic. But I was afraid, literally, of these guys. And they walked past and smiled friendly. And and I started thinking about it. What what is the fear? (laughs) And the fear was that these two guys were going to pin me down and like try to make me gay.
2: Mm. <laughs> and obviously wow. it was
0: completely irrational. And I spent a lot of time thinking about, look, where did that come from? Like, wh- wh- why did I feel that way? I, Cause I'd never, I never really had any bad uh, encounters with gay men, but it must've been something to do. I just, I have to feel like it has something to do with my mother and her energy and there was something sexual and that she that some kind of control that that was maybe unconscious on her part some demand that she had on me that felt terrifying and that if i didn't conform or obey that there was going to be really bad uh consequences to it
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and and maybe you know as children you you can feel when your parents are lying you just feel it and Mm -hmm. i was a precocious kid and i would call it out
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and often that was met with anger and uh, scolding obviously people and shaming and shaming yes so i'm sure that's what's going on for me but it, it is real i'm trying not to be reactive i'm and i'm not i'm not i'm not doing anything i'm not online like screaming and yelling at people or or even confronting anybody about anything. I'm just sitting with it. But it
1: is, I am scared. For some reason, I want to ask, and I don't know if you you want to share this, but some part of me wants to ask, like, if you could scream and yell at these people, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I'm yeah, saying I'm, this, I'm
0: trying to figure out like what distance I need to be from the mic.
1: <laughs> well, and I, I just want to say to um, just that, you know, maybe part of the fear is holding back this energy that w- wants to be expressed, but maybe doesn't feel like it's allowed to. And it's just, it's a, it's a part of you, but it's not, it's not the whole of you, but it's, you know, as we talk about, it might be the lower self part of you. But it feels like this is the energy that it's like it it wants to.
0: Yeah, I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you, motherfucker. You try to make me do anything I don't want to do, I'll fucking kill you. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Try me. How are you going to kill me? Any any way that I can. I don't care. You try to take away my freedom. You try to take what's mine. You try to make me do something I don't want to do. I'll kill you. Are that's, you gonna
1: shame me?
0: Am I gonna shame you? No.
1: Yeah, what are you? How are you gonna kill me? Are with, you gonna actually with, <laughs> with a gun? Yes.
0: I mean, if you're coming to my door with a fucking needle and want to hold me down and stick a needle in me, yeah, I'll fucking you know, I'll do whatever I have to do. I'm not gonna submit to that.
2: I, well, I understand. No, I understand.
0: Just-, just I understand. You know, that's not gonna happen. But the fee. I'm just. I'm talking about the feeling. That I feel, yeah, the lower yeah. self part of me.
1: Yeah, and I, like from this energy, I want to say, no, I, I'm, I'm not going to stick a needle in you. I'm just going to shame you. I'm going to uh, keep you out of certain places, Why? certain activities. Why? Because I need to make sure that me and my family and my community are safe.
0: Why don't you just stay away from me?
1: I, I, th- this is how I'm staying away from you.
0: But you're going to exclude me from society? You're going you're to you're campaign to keep me out of malls and baseball games and airplanes?
1: Yes. Yes, and that is the correct thing to do. I want to protect what's mine, just like you want to protect what's yours.
0: Well, thank God I'm in Texas. That's why I moved to Texas. Because Texas is one of the states that is not going to allow that to happen. They've already passed laws against vaccine passports and excluding people in that way. It just feels wrong to me. I understand. And of course, when you say that, I understand.
1: Hmm. I get that. What? What do you understand? Your fear. Mm-hmm.
0: It just makes me feel sad. It just makes me feel sad, because you're not you're not seeing me, and the, and that's the other thing. I mean, listen to Sam Harris podcast, where he made the case for vaccines. He had this this guy on, Eric, somebody, and the way he was characterizing the vaccine hesitant was just not, it was wrong. It was a caricature. And, and I mean, he was accurate with some of the people, but it, it certainly wasn't, didn't feel accurate to me and how I'm thinking about it. And there was no grace in it, no willingness to, uh, to really have compassion or empathy for that point of view it was like these people are, they, they're either incredibly stupid or they've been misinformed and they've been brainwashed. But they need to see the light, we need to convince them, and that's that. We are right, they are wrong. We are the rational, they are the irrational. We are pro-science, they are anti-science. And I found that discouraging and, and painful to listen to because you're not being seen, you're not being understood. So it's hard to have a discussion and a dialogue when somebody's actually not really seeing your side of it. They just have no understanding of it. I understand your point of view. Like, I understand that you're afraid. But at the end of the day, it's just, I, I should have the right to say no to a medical intervention.
1: So okay in this in this energy yeah. that I'm role playing right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I want to say then then you would understand why I'm taking the actions that I'm taking. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Do what you got to do.
1: And and what happens to you?
0: Actually, I feel excited. Hmm. It's like, great, now I don't have to worry about you. I don't have to think about you. I don't have to take care of you. I don't have to worry about your feelings. I'm just gonna build my own world over here with my crew. And there's a lot of us and it's all good. It's all good. I mean, it feels sad that, that it has to come to this, but I don't see any other solution I mean, if you're going to exclude us, then we have to build our own society, don't we? We have to create our own airlines, our own restaurants, our own malls, hmm. which it's great. We will build the new world. I feel like that's what's happening here in Texas. I feel like that that's the energy in Austin. I mean, it's more complicated th- than that, obviously. I think there's a range of uh, opinions here. and obviously, Austin is a pretty liberal town in a lot of ways, but mm-hmm. the circles that I'm running in, you know, it was addressed. I mean we had 70, 80 guys together, shirtless, maskless, sweating, breathing, hanging on each other high-fiving, doing the whole bit. And it was named. They, you know, if you, and they said, if you feel uncomfortable, you know, it's okay to wear a mask. Like, it's okay. But everybody's going to make their choice here. If, if you don't feel well, don't come. Please do us that. But it was just named and, then, and everybody was okay, cool. And mm-hmm. we got on with it. There was no fear. And I told you this story when I was at a, in a ceremony in December last year. And it was a little small ayahuasca ceremony and I hadn't sat in over a year. And you know, right in the middle of the pandemic. And I remember being under the effect of ayahuasca and started to feel the fear. Like, what if I've made a mistake? Like I'm in a room <laughs> with eight, 10 people. And what if one of them has has COVID? What if I get COVID? And what if it kills me? Or what if I get really sick? And I got scared. And I wanted to push that fear away. And when you're feeling fear under the effect of ayahuasca it can get very intense. So I wanted to push it away. And then I said, No, I'm gonna I want to be with this. Let me let me feel this because this is what a lot of people are feeling. Mm -hmm. So I let myself experience that fear. And it was terror was absolute terror. I just sat with it and breathed into it. And then it passed. And then I could feel the place where the group of people that had come together in this moment, all of us had made the choice to do this. We understood there was a risk. But we made the decision to live our lives. And that's how we we're going to roll. That's what we're doing. And we all agreed upon it. And it, to me, that felt noble. It felt good for me. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to be denied that. That's my right. That's my choice. I understand the argument on the other side is, well, you're putting me and my family at risk. Maybe. But that's, there's trade-offs and I'm aligned more towards freedom than I am for safety. And I, and I thought about it. If I got COVID and I gave it to somebody and they died, how would I feel? I wouldn't feel responsible. Like I made peace with that.
1: What, what would you feel?
0: sad, but this is life. People die all the time and I'm going to die and everybody's going to die. And I'm not really that afraid of death. I don't believe that I'm going to actually die. That's my belief. It's just, I'm going to transition into some other dimension of reality. Now I know not everybody believes that, but that's what I believe. So I'm not afraid. Of course I'm afraid. I have a natural fear of death. But I, I'm not. If I got COVID and died, okay. So, I, you know, that's, that's how I feel about it. Not everybody feels that way. But I don't, I don't know. I guess the question is, do I have to live by your rules because of your fear? Hmm. My, is my freedom subject to your fear? I don't think it can be because the problem is not all fear is rational.
1: Well, where does it stop? Where does safety stop? But in this place, like I want to say, I mean, you are making decisions based on your fear as well. If you, you're afraid of getting the vaccine that has an, that's, that's an implication on,
0: I'm not afraid of it. I just don't want it. I'm not afraid of the vaccine. I'm, I'm afraid of a society, of a government that's going to force me to get it or exclude me if I don't want to get it. I'm not afraid of the actual vaccine.
2: Hmm.
0: And I'm not afraid of COVID. I made that decision early on. I'm not going to be afraid of this disease, I'm going to be sensible. I mean, reasonably sensible. But I'm not going to be afraid of it. And we can go further down the rabbit hole, too. Around fear. You go go right deep into the heart of fear. Fear is how the devil gets in. How the virus gets in. I know what you mean, but say more. Well, I don't, that's the other thing that's happening. I, I, I don't live in the 3D world anymore. Where do you live? I live with God, where everything is energy. And when I go into that place, when I meditate on that place, when I feel into the energy of everything and I, and I feel my own self and my sovereignty, my being, I can feel the place where it's like the, the best thing for me to do to combat the virus is to not be afraid of it. The fear will make me weak. That, that's you know, a biological medical fact. Fear makes your immune system weak. And there's just some way when I feel into all of it. I know this sounds woo-woo. I don't give a fuck. This is how, this is how I orient to life. Because I've had these experiences. I've seen it. I've felt it. I've lived it. I know the truth of it. And I can feel the energy. I feel the energy of the vaccine. It's just like, I don't want it. And if I got it, I would handle it. My system would handle it. I'd clear it. Whatever that energy is, I would clear it. I'm not worried about that. It's not stronger than I am. And the virus is not stronger than I am. And that may sound arrogant, but that's how I feel. And I think that's the correct way (laughs) to feel. Because feeling that way If I feel strong and I believe that I'm strong, that's going to make my immune system strong. And it's going to make it more likely that I fight it off. If I believe that it's not going to affect me strongly, if I really believe that, if I really have that faith, that I believe that has an actual impact on our immune system. and if i die then it's my time. and i trust that too. and this is how i'm choosing to live.
1: mhm yeah
0: and 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 i'm willing like to die for it.
1: mhm that's what i'm hearing.
0: yeah that's how deep my faith is or how deep i'm would like it to be. and in some way this is a test of my faith in what I actually believe. And I feel it, man. Yoshi. I feel it in the sweat lodge. I feel it in those ayahuasca ceremonies. I feel it in our workshops. I feel like there's there's an intelligence at work, a technology maybe that is far greater than any vaccine or virus or anything that human beings can create. And that is the thing that I'm going to put my faith in, not science.
1: Mm. How do you feel now?
0: Well, I'm imagining people listening, judging, thinking I'm crazy, irresponsible. What am I going to do? I feel better having said it, so thank you for asking the question. I do feel better, Angela. You made me feel better. Do you see how good Angela is? You can find her at angelai.com. Transformational Catalyst. Come to our workshop. You are the best.
1: I mean, I want to say something, you know, just for myself. Because I have my own... Mm philosophy, beliefs, feelings around this, this COVID vaccine the debate, the whole thing. And um, I guess what I'm really coming to, it feels like what I keep coming to is, and what helps me in terms of, like, not really going into, I, I mean, I, I've been in the fear you know, and the terror of it, but I, but what helps me come out is this idea that everything, everything that's happening right now, where everyone is, whichever side you're on, it's exactly the way it's supposed to be. Right. It's perfect. And what's perfect about it for me is that I can, I get to choose where I want to stand regardless of what people are think of me if if they want to shame me or judge me or uh, they're scared of me or or they're inspired by me it doesn't really matter you know that if i can stand with myself and with god you know or i mean i, I want to say like my my inner being you know in that place and just be with myself in that place then i'll have Triumphed, you know. I'll. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to be with myself, right. and and I'm learning how to be with myself and be in connection with somebody who is completely the opposite, thinks completely the opposite of how I do. That's that's what I'm here to learn how to do. Learn. I, I'm learning this, and it's not easy, you know. I have this ongoing thing that's happening, you know, with my family and it's hard. Yeah. But I think, you know, just from what I see, they they have a very strong point of view. I have a very strong point of view, but underneath, I think this is true and I, I think this is true for a lot of people. Not everyone, but I think underneath people want to stay connected somehow. They don't know how, but they want, they want to be able to be in connection. They think that you have to think like them right, or be like them in order to stay in connection. But what I'm trying to and what I think we're trying to teach and what we're, we're learning for ourselves is that's not true. I don't you don't have to think like me you don't have to do what I'm doing you don't have to feel how I'm feeling you don't even have to feel you don't even know how I feel but we can we can somehow still stay in connection there is a way there is a way and it's not easy But we can, you know, we we can, if if we're willing to keep our hearts open and to keep some kind of line of communication going, then, I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I'm fighting for with my family, with my friends, with, you know, whoever wants to engage with me in this way. How's it going? It's hard. I mean... So I guess I'll just say, you know, from just where I'm at with the vaccine, um, I've not made a firm decision, but, you know, I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. And I am looking at all the, the research and the opinions and, you know, every, everyone has something different to say and i'm seeing the effects of people having the vaccine like what's 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 you know how people are being affected i mean uh you know my very good friend uh who got the double vax vaccine just got covid you know so um you know and i see people who are vaccinated who are having severe side effects and and I also see a lot of people who feel really good about getting vaccinated, and then there's the other side, you know, people who haven't gotten vaccinated and you know they're having their own experience as well and i'm I'm, I'm seeing lots of different different things, and it's you know i feel i feel Every day, I just, you know, I have to go through something in myself and just feel, is this right for me? Is this Does this continue to be right for me? I have to keep making, I, keep, I have to keep choosing. Is Am I, is this good for me? Is this good for my clients? Is this good for my friends? Is this good for my community? You know, and I'm making my decision based on a number of things. Um, but... You know, when I come into contact with certain people in my life who have very strong opinions about whether or not I should be vaccinated, it's really challenging, you know, and I've had to have some very uh difficult um deep conversations with family members and friends, um, their judgment of me. They're shaming of me. Um, and, you know, I listen and I'm I'm there, but I, you know, I also have boundaries. Like it's like, you know, there's certain things. It's not okay to talk to me like that, you know, but I'm, but I'm, I'm here and I want you to hear where I'm at too. And it's hard. It's, you know, I feel like, you know, I can hear where you're at. And I understand. And maybe I'm not understanding everything. But I also want you to feel me and to understand where I'm at. And, um. yeah, so. You know, I think that people in my family have a certain... Uh, they have a way of framing what I'm doing, you know, and it doesn't always feel good, you know, the way that they, they categorize me and the way that they, they you know, they, they make these assumptions about how, uh, what I'm feeling towards them. Right.
0: You know. Well, what are the assumptions?
1: Well, you know, like, I mean, I'll just say, you know, my mom, my mom was very strong in her feeling that I didn't want to see her. She's like, "Why don't Why don't you want to see me?" And I was like, "Do Do you actually think that the reason I'm not getting the vaccine is so that I don't have to see you?" Oh wow, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Is it?
0: That might that could be true. I mean, <laughs> maybe that is, maybe she's onto something. This is really good, Angela. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's you
0: putting s- that idea in a lot of people's heads right now. Wait a minute! If I don't get the vaccine, <laughs> I don't have to see my mother. Vaccines suck.
1: <laughs> no, but that's it that is. I mean, you know, for me, the for me to make a decision of not making, not getting a vaccine, just so that I won't see my mother, that's insane. You know, to me, you know, so. You know i uh, she doesn't understand, and she won't understand, and I've tried to explain it to her, and it's fine. you know, like i I feel my heart open, I feel my heart open with her. It's like I, I really want to stay in connection with you. I really want to be um you know I, I, I do want to see I, I want to see my dad, you know. Like I haven't seen them in a year and a half.
0: You haven't my seen mom's, them in a year and a half?
1: No. And my mom's birthday is next year. I'm mean, next week. You know and I They're all I,
0: vaxxed. I, mm-hmm. You can't get a yeah. test and go over
1: there? Uh I mean I I, I, I thought about it. I and I, I I don't know if it's enough for them. You know, I've told them that it's what I'm willing to do that, of course. But the, the test is better the, than you getting the vaccine because people get the vaccine,
0: they still have COVID and they're probably less likely to show symptoms. It makes no sense.
1: I mean, it, it, a lot of things don't make sense. Right. You know, my, my mom and dad are going to Costco. Right. You know.
0: That's hurtful. <laughs> I can imagine for you. I'm going to go yeah. be in a, I mean, with it, a bunch of strangers, but not with your daughter. You don't know that these people in Costco are vaccinated.
1: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make rational sense. But that's, you know, like, if you read thinking fast and slow, you know, it's it's that thing, the bias, you know, there's a certain mm-hmm. way that they have of thinking It doesn't matter what you say.
0: Glad we don't have that. Glad we're above confirmation <laughs> bias. We've evolved beyond that. No, oh, I'm saying that well, I don't want to. I don't want to make light of what you're saying because it is. It's painful. You haven't seen your parents in a year and a half, and they're. Yeah. they don't understand you.
1: They don't understand, and they think that it's you know somehow. I'm doing this against them, you know, right? Which. Uh, you know that 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 part is painful. Right.
0: Well, I guess that's. How a lot of people are interpreting it. If mm-hmm. you're not getting the vaccine, you don't care about people.
1: Yeah. You don't exactly. care about
0: other human beings. You don't care about the immune compromised the old. I don't care. Most people, nobody cares. This is the other fucking thing I wanna say. I, I don't I don't know. This whole, like, I care about other people, it's such bullshit. This, this Okay, we all care about other people, but the, the, the way, like, I'm getting the vaccine because I care about my fellow citizens and you who are not getting the vaccine, you don't care about your fellow citizens. It's like, well, dude, you're just shaming me. You're just shaming me. So how much do you actually fucking care? You don't care. It's, that line of reasoning is such bullshit. It's just a, it's a way that people use to manipulate other people. I care. I'm empathetic. It's, it's actually really fucking gross. Hmm. It's the same thing, you know, this is a... you've heard me say this before, but all these people screaming about, "We are on stolen land." I'm like, what are you fucking doing about it? You, you're saying it' simply to make you feel better and to, simply to assert your moral authority, you're not, what are you, leaving? Are you giving up your house and giving it back to the Native Americans? Is that what, you're not doing that. So what are you actually doing? Why are you saying that? It, it's meaningless. It's, and it's actually, it's offensive and it's racist. You're, you're using their tragedy to assert your moral authority, to assert your, your virtue, to signal your virtue to other people. It's, I find that like reprehensible. And I know that it's unconscious. I know some part of them thinks they're doing something good. And, and there is something good about acknowledging it. I get that. It's better than not acknowledging it. But it's the tone and the way that it's said. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And obviously, mm-hmm. this is close to my heart. And I talk to people, Native Americans, about this very thing. You don't think they see the bullshit in that? You don't think they feel condescended to by that?
1: I mean, there is a place where, you know, going back to the vaccine, Mm -hmm. it's like I, yeah, I do care more about myself than I do about you, what, what you think I should do. Of course, everybody does. Everybody should. I don't know if that's true.
0: If what's true? Everybody should?
1: No, just I, I think that there are people who really do care more about other people than they do about themselves. In a healthy way? Uh, maybe I, not. I would say I, most
0: I'm... people it's not healthy.
1: I mean, you know, we could go into the whole collectivist society. You know, it's like, yeah. I'm going to do this for my family, for my culture, for my community. I mean, you know, I mean, my mom actually said she wasn't planning to get the vaccine, but my sister was really adamant about it. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like, you know, she she made a choice to just, okay, I'm going to just go do the thing that my family wants me to do. And so she doesn't understand why I would not do the same.
0: Well, part of it is a, is personality type. We talked about this with Jana. What's the trait?
1: Agreeableness. Yeah.
0: Trait agreeableness. And certain people are, they're very high in agreeableness. And so they're going to go along. That's innate in them. I don't have that trait. I score very, very low <laughs> on <laughs> agreeableness. I'm in the two percentile. <laughs> so I can't help it, people. This is just who I am. It's how I am. It's beyond me. And so you need to accept me here. My intransigence, but I'm not motivated by intransigence. I'm not intransigent. I'm just I'm just doing what I want to do. I don't think I'm being selfish. I could make the argument that, well, like you said, if you need all sides, well, then you need this. You need you need all sides, and I'm playing my part in this drama, and it's necessary. That there's the 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 argument that we're having. It's an argument that we've always had and will continue to have as a society. And. I think a lot of people just feel it's got it's it's gone too far one way, and sometimes it goes too far the other way, and we have to balance and and I I actually think I ebb and flow between both of those things. I'm not I'm not ideological in any way. Well, that's not true. I wouldn't say in any way, but I I go back and forth on issues, and if if new information came about, I I would change my I, I would. If I heard if the, all the information three years, four years from now, we got all this information about the vaccine. I really trust it. And I felt like there was no agenda and there was it was open and the debate was rational. Maybe I'd get the vaccine. That's not what's happening right now.
2: Hmm.
0: It's all become politicized. And so I'm just it's like a radical Leibniz process. Right. Go stand with who you feel resonance with, with who you support. You're turning off your rational mind in those moments, in these processes. You're just going where you're going. And sometimes you switch sides to feel what it's like to be on the other side. And that's what I'm doing. That's what I did with Trump. I just, I went over there. This is, this is where I'm feeling resonance. And I'm trusting that. I'm, somehow I'm trusting that. And it's okay if you're over there. I'm not making a demand that you move off of that. But I'm going, I'm going to present my position strongly and please present your position strongly and we and can we have that debate in an honest way without without demonizing the other that's really the thing to try to see the other's point of view but i don't see you know whether it's trump or with the vaccine i I don't see a lot of people on the other side having any compassion or sympathy from my point of view and that's where i go to resentment I'm trying to stay out of that. I mean, I got into that with the Trump. I was resentful. I was hurt. Really. And I'm trying to stay out of that with, with the vaccine debate.
2: Mm.
0: And hold what you said. Can I hold all of it? And that there's meaning in it. And this is going somewhere. And it may go dark.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It may break things up. There may be pain. There may be destruction of, in some form or other. But I have to trust that too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm trying to stay in it in that way and feel God in all of it, and and you know hold both things. I guess this is like I'm a human being with feelings and emotions and. And I think it's necessary that I I feel them and express them and and be part of this, whatever this game is that we're playing. But also can I hold the other part of myself, the higher self aspect, which is holding me there and then holding it all. And can I stay connected to that aspect while I'm in this game?
1: How do you do that?
0: It's not easy, just don't get lost, don't get attached to the story to your identity in that story keep coming back use practices to keep coming back through meditation or or other practices to keep you in your higher self to keep you connected to spirit to God however you want to frame that And, and try to hold love in your heart and try to see the other and have compassion even while you're battling them Guy told me a story plays rugby, he used to play rugby. Rugby's a tough game. And they would play the game, and then afterward, the home team would have to host the other team for a barbecue and a party. Hmm. I thought that was awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And what that must do while you're playing the game, knowing that after the game <laughs> we're gonna go party with these guys. And in some way, you know, it it takes the edge. It takes the edge off the, the the maybe the animus that can get created when you're competing, but it doesn't make you compete any less hard. Sometimes mm. I compete hardest against my friends, the people that I know and love. It's in some way it's safer when there's the connection there. So, but it is it is a hard place to hold, and I get lost, and I go on Twitter, and I can I can feel my anger and frustration come up and i where i want to stay attached to being a victim these people are bad and i pull out have conversations with you you know and get it out express my lower self fuck these fucking motherfuckers fucking stupid goddamn motherfucking you know get that out and okay (laughs) i'm hurt i'm sad it's the pain of disconnection and then i can come back to my heart and 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 hold all of it, which is what we need. We need more people to be able to hold all of it, hold the complexity. It's like an actor. You've got to be all the way in the scene. You've got to be completely dissolved into the moment. And it should be spontaneous and alive and feel fresh and new when you're doing it. shouldn't feel contrived. But you have to have that part of you that knows that the camera is right there to make sure <laughs> that you stay on camera or you stay in your light or that you're telling the story that the scene is meant to be telling. You have to have that level of your consciousness consciousness also turned on, turned on while you're simultaneously completely present in the scene. That's the game. And we can do that in life. That's what life really is. It's all the fucking game, man. It's just a game. And if you can hold that and see the beauty in the game, and yeah, people are like, oh, it's not a game. People live and die. I'm like, yeah, people live and die in this game. That's why this game is so awesome and so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's a hard thing if you don't reconcile to death. I guess that's the other thing that's not being discussed, or I don't see it being discussed. And not that I have an answer for it or have thought about it too much, but it's clearly revealing something about our relationship to death.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, people are terrified to die. And we can't let one person die. I mean, all other animals, they kill the weak when they no longer serve the pack. I mean, that's just, that's how nature rolls, man. <laughs> or they'll give one up. A gazelle will present itself to a herd of lions. Like, okay, take me. So the other gazelles can get away. So this idea that, like, I don't know. If I was an old person, and they are shutting down the whole society, I was like 85, and I knew that most of the people dying from COVID were old, which is true. I'd be like, dudes, <laughs> just listen, I'm gonna stay in my house, bring me some food, pay for my cable bill, and uh, bring me some, uh, you know, bring me some weed once in a while. Like, keep me happy and go about your business. You know what I mean? I'm the old guy here. Don't just stop the kids from running around and fucking playing. What are you, crazy? If I get it, I die. I've had a good run. I'm 85. What the fuck are we talking about here? Must preserve all life. It's nonsense. Hmm. We never do that. We don't preserve life. Aborting fucking millions of babies every year. And you know why do we do that? Why why is our abortion okay, right? I mean, it's not okay to a lot of people, and I'm uncomfortable with it, but it's probably the right thing to do for society to not bring unwanted children into the world. I I get that argument, and I get that it's a woman's choice, but we make that choice. That is a life, that is a baby that we kill. You can talk about it any way you want, you know it's a zygote it's just a clump of cells that's just a fucking rationalization it's life that's potential life that would come through be a living soul that we kill we make that decision as a society that that's for the best of society it's probably right i don't know maybe it's not but i get that thinking i follow that logic I'm not going to speak up against it. So this whole idea of we care about life and want to preserve people from dying, it, it just it's horseshit. It's arrogance and it's just an excuse that people use to shame other people. Sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> it makes me think of this guy that I follow, Jeff Foster, do you know? He's a meditation teacher. No. He... um He contracted Lyme disease, I think, in the last year or something like that. And, you know, I I started following him a while ago just because I liked the way that he spoke about meditation. I liked the way that he, his, his philosophy, he was just, he just seemed like a nice, easygoing guy, you know, and I liked his style. And suddenly he has this disease and he's done everything. Everything that you could possibly think of to heal Lyme disease, he's done. Including, you know, the forgiveness of all of the people that he's, you know, held anything. You know, it's like he's done all the emotional and spiritual. Did forgive the tick gave it to him? He, exactly. And so he's at the point where he's suffering to such a degree that he is contemplating the idea of taking his own life. Right. And it's so interesting to me, because you know he's he's this very kind of revered guy, you know, in terms of what he's been doing and his work, and then to suddenly talk about taking his own life and the way that he's talking about death, it is so triggering to people, and I read some of the comments, and people are horrified, you know they 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 they're like what what are you trying to teach you know that they're, they're shaming him for this decision that he's he may be making and i just i guess I, what i see is there's some terror yeah of death that is maybe impossible to reconcile with to To feel to it's like the, it, it's so it, it, people can't hold it, yeah, and so they just try to stop it mm-hmm. at all costs, yeah, whatever that means. And so, yeah, I mean, we we just we don't know. I mean, that's the whole thing. I th- I think that's that's. I was just reading this, this book, The Reality of Being. Do you know that book?
0: Yes, but I've not read it.
1: Um, what she's talking about is, is, you know, the whole point is for us, in order for us, like, change is very hard. Change is hard for anyone, you know. But the reason why change is so hard is because you have to be willing to go into the unknown. Mm-hmm. And most people... Don't want to do that most people want the same they want what's comfortable. They want what's known they want to they want to know what's happening What's going to happen? But in the place of true transformation True evolution you can't know there's no way of knowing exactly and and The point is to get comfortable with that Just What what, what's what is what's coming, and I don't know. I mean, you can feel fear, but but it's just to allow what wants to come. I mean, that's 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 transformation, that's evolution, that's change.
0: That's surrender. That's letting go. That's faith. It's trust. And there's a reason that those words are used so often in all spiritual traditions is because they're liberating. And the opposite, holding on, trying to control, brings suffering. And it's, it's hard. It's hard to let go.
1: Mm-hmm. It's hard to let it's go. It's really, and really I, hard I, to let go. And I want to say, actually, I want to take something back because when you're really present, and I know you know this, like in the in the actual present moment if you you're you're really there there is no fear you're just present yeah it's in the thought yes that the fear that th- that's where the fear is mm-hmm. the thought of what's going to happen the thought of uh, i i can't do this I, i'm not uh, i'm not I'm not there yet. I'm not able to be there. I, whatever the thought is. You it's know? all
0: in your mind. It's all in your head. Yeah. Yeah. It's what they tell you before ayahuasca ceremonies, what Dave talks about. Shaman Dave. Shaman Dave. You know, don't listen to your mind. Your mind's going to start telling you stories in the ceremony. Don't believe it. It's just the fear. It's just the fear. Just let go. Just say yes and stay with it. Don't trust your mind real simple mm-hmm. and same thing Eric said at that sweat lodge you know your mind you're going to get scared you might get scared you know it's going to get hot in here it's packed and your mind is going to may start to panic just go to your heart just go to your heart mm. and that's what happened for me packed in there like sardines just tight I've been telling mm-hmm. the story and it got so hot. And I didn't know how hot it was going to get. And I could feel the panic come. I just wanted out. Terror. It was terror.
2: Hmm.
0: And I knew that I couldn't just run out of there. I wasn't going to do that. I just brought my attention to my heart. I just breathed through it. And I got through it. And then the exhilaration that I felt on the other side was so great. It was so good to get through that. I felt so empowered, so alive, and we all felt so connected when we came out of there. I felt bulletproof.
2: Hmm.
0: And then I just wanted to go back and do it again. I wanted to go revisit that moment.
2: Mm -hmm, I wanted to
0: feel it again, which is crazy. And you know, the first time I did ayahuasca, that's where I went, I went into terror, and it took me a year to go back and do it again because I was so afraid of that feeling. But then once I got comfortable with that feeling, that's the place I wanted to return to Mm -hmm. because I wanted to master it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to develop a relationship with it because I could feel like how much that must be
1: impacting my life. Well, and also that if you're willing to feel it and go Mm -hmm. through it, be in it on the other side, you get to the exhilaration and the presence and
0: connection. And you feel, that's where you feel the presence of, of God. If there's something mm-hmm. else, there's some, some other force at work here, some other intelligence that you can tap into, you can feel it. It's an experiential thing. And it's so deep. And once you're connected to it, it's all, it's all I want.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what we're seeing right now. I mean, you, I get it. The voice, of, the voice of fear inside me and in the culture it's inside each and every one of us is like, mm-hmm. no. And then wants to lash out, wants to judge, wants to blame, wants to make other people bad and wrong, wants to control, I'm gonna control this. If I can control this, I don't have to feel this. Mm-hmm. I don't have to feel this fear and get this back under control. And that's I think that's what's going on for a lot. Because the thing that's so shocking to me is how many incredibly in- usually intelligent people, they they are intelligent people, reasonable people, feel to me unreasonable. Now I know they're saying the same thing about me, but man, when fear takes hold and if you're in a position of power in the society and you feel like you have your life under control, you feel like you know what the world is. You feel like you've brought order to your world through your work, through your family, through the civilization and suddenly something comes along like trump like covid that upsets that you want it to return to what you know you want it to return to what feels safe to you you're not going to give up everything that you know and say you know what here it is i'm going to surrender <laughs> I'm, to surrender to life to what wants to happen let go of everything that i think i know realize that i don't know anything every identity i have it's just an illusion and just that's that's not something that's going to happen. And I see that happening in all of the legacy systems in our culture. They're holding on to what they know, what to what feels safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just a pattern that repeats. It's nothing new. It's happens throughout history. But the revolution is coming
1: every 250 years. They say there's a big revolution. It makes me think of, um, you know, I'm so into, uh, human design and gene keys. Um, and in the gene keys, it talks about how if you are in the shadow of intolerance, Mm -hmm. right? You will go directly into the shadow of reaction, Mm. which is, Mm. Kind of what we're seeing right, right. Now, right. So in the place where you you feel that in yourself, anywhere where you have intolerance, anywhere where you, anywhere where you have intolerance, you're gonna you're gonna have a reaction. And in that place of reaction, if you can for a moment step outside of it and see that that the the gift of intolerance is actually understanding, so that there's something that you don't really understand here. There's a deeper understanding you're not getting. And if you can really start to understand that person, that situation, whatever's, whatever, whatever's happening, the deeper understanding, that will then lead to revolution. Mm. A revolutionary way of being, a revolutionary way of seeing, a revolutionary way of living. So that feels... That feels right to me. Like there's something that's happening where if we can get to a deeper understanding, I think we're in reaction right now. We're in Mm -hmm. the intolerance and reaction. Mm -hmm. But there's something we're not understanding here. There's a deeper understanding. And when we come to it, when we really come to it, that, that there will be a revolution. So come to our workshop.
0: November 18th
1: to 24th 21st 21st sorry San Marcos Texas the power and practice of deep feeling
0: you can have a vaccine or you cannot have a vaccine at this workshop we won't we won't what are we going to do about that
1: I don't know we haven't talked (laughs) about I know
0: fuck (laughs)